You're listening to Tech Talk Central. Hello again, this is George Vulgaris. I'm here with Dr. Marina Sagnu. Uh, Dr. Sagnu is a research scientist at the National Center for Scientific Research, Democritus, in Athens. And she's also the promotion manager for Democritus Human Bone Allograft. Dr. Sagnu, welcome. Uh, uh, good morning and uh, thank you very much. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here and have the chance to talk to you uh, for uh, all the research uh, directions that we have in our lab, as well as the human bone allograft uh, promotional part. That's, that's, that's great. It's, it's great to have you here today. So uh, let's start by you telling us a few words about uh, the work that you're doing with uh, the natural products for Alzheimer and cancer and the other diseases as in terms of the research that you're doing in your group at the moment. Okay, yeah. Um, well, um, we're trying to follow two um, main natural products uh, and I will concentrate basically on that because... Uh, uh, the, the the two the names are curcumin and isatine, okay? Mm-hmm. But sometimes the natural products sound a bit funny. However, uh, it's been a long time, long known that uh, nature has been very wise uh, in uh, creating very nice molecules that they've been used for years as drugs, either as they are, or big pharmaceutical companies they've been using as scaffolds, mm-hmm. these kind of structures to actually create new molecules that they are either more effective or more targeted, more uh, selective in what they do. That's basically what we're trying to do. Uh, curcumin is, uh, it could be named a superfood, as it is uh, mm-hmm. very fashionable to mm-hmm. talk about superfoods. It is a multifunctional, multimodal kind of uh, molecule. So it does many things. Uh, it is very good in uh, uh, mopping out all the radicals. We know about stress and free radicals. Uh, it actually is very good in uh, anti-inflammatory properties. It is shown to be an anti-cancer, uh, very promising in clinical mm-hmm. trials right now. So what we're doing is we're changing the structure of the molecule and we're trying to target through that um, cancer cells that they are actually resistant in uh, chemotherapy. Sometimes when somebody goes through a chemotherapeutic uh, regime, after one, two, or three doses, you actually see no, um, uh, no stopping of the disease. You actually mm-hmm. start seeing progression. And that is uh, the drug resistance. So the drug doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. What the cells have done, the cancer cells, they've actually been clever. And they're trying to get rid of the drug that you're using. So uh, when we search what, what uh, causes this problem is that the cancer cells, they actually uh, have some doors, some extra open doors. They're called efflux pumps. Mm-hmm. So they're clever enough, and when enough toxic material accumulates in the cell, then they spit it out. So one clever way to go about it would be to shut these doors with an extra small molecule. And we've been working uh, in collaboration with a Russian small company that uh, when we filed a patent on some new compounds that they're based on the curcumin uh, skeleton structurally. Mm -hmm. And they manage in very low doses to shut these doors and uh, rebuild the sensitization to an active chemotherapeutic drug. And we're actually ready to go now to in vivo work. 
Okay, it's it's very impressive. Uh, sorry to interrupt you, but it's very impressive to hear about uh, uh, work that produces results nowadays. In I don't want to sound very broad in Greece, however, right? I mean, more more scientists like complain about what they produce and what they do, and you just yeah, well, told I'm us about something which is qu quite heavy, quite important, right? I think I'm actually well <laughs> on the optimistic side that mm. we can do quite important things in in Greece, and we do actually we have done, and we will keep doing important things and. Uh, It's just a matter of uh, trying and going further to keeping the academic level only. So that's why we went through the filing a patent uh, procedure mm. and try to find some more investors to uh, come behind us. Precisely, and, and, and being able to go through the last mile and do, go, go uh, up to the point that you have a product, a, a medicine, a, a new drug, something. I mean, this is uh, something that you don't hear quite often. It is a very, <laughs> so, very long way, and this is just yeah. the beginning. That, that I wouldn't like to uh, make myself sound uh, uh, too cocky or anything, <laughs> but uh, uh, you have to start from somewhere. If, if you don't start anywhere, then uh, you're not going to go anywhere. It's as uh, mm -hmm. simple as that. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. uh, you, you try to, to build up a safe grounding and go step by step towards something that big pharmaceutical companies, obviously, they put lots of money in doing. And uh, we do it in our simple uh, mm -hmm. but very mm -hmm. dedicated way. So I assume you have links with the uh, pharmaceutical companies uh, primarily outside Greece, I would guess? Well, this or uh, what I've just described as one research project has been the result uh, of a collaboration uh, with uh, uh, four partners uh, mm -hmm. through a European community Aeronet uh, program. Uh, mm -hmm. which was a, a two-year funded program uh, in order to build up relationships between Russian uh, biotech companies and uh, uh, EU, uh, either SMEs or research centers. So it was a consortium of uh, SMEs and research mm -hmm. centers, mm -hmm. uh, which ended up uh, in these quite promising results. All right. Very impressive again. So um, now let's let's change hats and uh, tell us a few things about your work as the promotion manager for the human bone allograft product that's being okay. made in Democritus, right? Right, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's the, the, the first thing I should be stressed, that uh, it is a, a product that has been uh, uh, a unique expertise for Democritus since mm -hmm. 1970s. Uh, what is it? Can you tell us a few words about what, what, it, what we're talking about? Well, basically, we talk about uh, uh, bone materials, bone uh, uh, small particles, particular uh, uh, product that it is bone, which has been mm -hmm. processed. It's not alive. It hasn't got any proteins in it or any fat or anything. Mm -hmm. However, it comes from uh, uh, living patients that uh, uh, through orthopedic surgeries, uh, they, they need to lose part of the bones. Uh, that this can be then safely uh, processed under a very set condition and very set procedure, mm -hmm. which uh, at the end gives rise to a product which is uh, hazard-free. At the same time, however, it keeps all the properties, structural properties and mineral properties, to, to be like bone. So mm -hmm. when mm -hmm. you use it in a big fracture, either orthopedic or when you, you uh, let's say, a dentist want to uh, put a, an implant, uh, most of the times you create a very big gap 
And this gap is going to uh, be filled by small molecules and very soft tissue. So what happens is you need to create bone again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And bone is very slowly grown. So if you give the right scaffold, if you give the good foundation, then the bone cells will be able to climb on it and create bone. Uh, so by having the solid grounding, then your implant is going to be stable, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or obviously you're going to have a, a better uh, leg or uh, arm or something like that, wherever your big gap is uh, there. Very interesting. It's almost like recycling people in, in a sense. Right? I wouldn't like to say it that way, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a, yeah. obviously the, the whole legislation is uh, yeah. under the tr- transplantation mm. law. However, this is not uh, the actual uh-huh. essence because you do not uh, take... It, it, the, the end product is after processing, so right. uh, it is uh, a completely different story. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, what is the situation at the moment then if we move more into the product side of, of what's happening? So, I understand, uh, I hope the audience understands uh, uh, what um, the human bone allograft is about and the process that you described and how it is created and how it's being used. But um, uh, what is the, the value chain, if you want? So uh, who buys this thing? How, how, well, what is the market? That's uh, Basically, the end users are uh, clinics, pr- uh, public and uh, private, uh, mm-hmm. doctors, uh, dentists, uh, per- periodontologists, uh, orthopedics. Uh, and um, what happens is that uh, since 2012, we actually... Um, uh, provided this as a service and research uh, unit. So we are in the process of making new products for this particular kind of uh, area of application, as well as uh, carrying on uh, uh, spreading uh, and getting our marketplace uh, a bit Mm -hmm. more firm Um, towards, as I said, these end users. Uh, We basically try and build up strategic uh, collaborations with uh, hospitals, uh, and this can be either our providers of the raw material or the end users at the yeah. same time. Yeah. Um, so it, we, we need a few more steps to, to become uh, stronger and stronger. However, the, the end point out of that is that we managed to take advantage of a known procedure that uh, has been there, well established and with good results and being able to make some extra cash flow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm towards uh, reinvesting in research to either uh, create new products that is going to have wider application, again, mm-hmm. towards this uh, new biomaterial kind of area. Which is yet another rare thing to hear from a research institute, having alternative uh, like um, uh, cash flow from, from products and services, I have to, to I say. I would say that's the result <laughs> of the crisis, yeah. and these are difficult days, but this is yeah. the result. But, but it's, but it it's is, also it impressive, is, and it's an opportunity. It's not just uh, an emergency measure. I mean, it's, like, uh, it's a real product, it's a, it's a market. I understand that uh, it, 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 it has some real benefits, right? I understand that it's not just that, uh, that it's... Um, uh, it's not just a matter of, of quality, it's also a matter of cost, if I, if I understand correctly. Uh, it, it, it actually, you see the opportunity and you say that's something that I can maximize mm-hmm. and uh, uh, make some financial benefit to be able to reinvest in uh, new, mm-hmm. uh, uh, new products or new parts of uh, research. So, yes, it is a, a rewarding, uh, a win-win situation. Mm-hmm. Because at the same time, um, it, sh- it should be noted, I think, that... Uh, 
the, the way Democritus is doing uh, the, the procedure and, uh, and having obviously the advantage of being a research center, we can reduce the price, the production price, mm-hmm. quite a bit, which of course gives the right to actually have a very competitive price to the market. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And that uh, consequently would mean that uh, the, the uh, clinician would obviously have to pay less to do the same process uh, compared to importing an equivalent uh, product mm. from the states or EU. So just last question is, uh, does, does that make you competitive only in the local market or does that also mean that you have opportunities outside Greece in the EU or maybe even globally, I'd say? Uh, it, it is definitely the second. However, mm-hmm. we need to be very careful because the legislation now for the mm-hmm. transplantations uh, sometimes is very strict. So, uh, especially for this particular product, we would like to uh, go a bit better, increase the local market and be really, uh, really good in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, by doing that and having extra income, the production of new products uh, would would uh, would raise the opportunities to actually be able to go for exports and mm. uh, then target EU and become uh, more competitive in that respect because then we wouldn't have any legal aspects or uh, uh, EU di- directives to mm-hmm. compete mm-hmm. against great it's, it's it's awesome to hear about uh, about growth and uh, new opportunities uh, in, in 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 days like uh, well, these so for example <laughs> then i, I would yeah. i would take one more minute to say for example so what what one direction we're trying to move is we're trying to uh, uh combine what i just said at the beginning the, the natural product i spoke before curcumin and trying to see if we merge if if we embed Uh, bone or bone um, synthetic materials mm-hmm. in this uh, uh, natural product. And then you use that as an allograft if you're going to be able to reduce inflammation or if you're going to be able to uh, cause uh, faster the wound healing, the, the mm. bone healing. So we are actually doing developmental work and research work to go further of the knowledge from the bone allograft work the synthetic, the new product work, as well as what we know from our experience in the medicinal chemistry part. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's indeed amazing. So um, this is George Vulgaris. I'm here with uh, Dr. Maria Sagnou uh, at Researchers' Night uh, 2015. Dr. Sagnou, thank you very much for your time and the, and the uh, amazing information that you gave us <laughs> and the work that you're doing. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me here. Uh, this is George Vulgaris for Tech Talks Central. You're listening to Tech Talk Central.